As I record this episode, my arms, I, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm still going to be animated and there's still going to be a lot of hand gestures and all that stuff like there always is, but my arms hurt. They are weak because I did a ton of shoveling out there. I shoveled out a few cars and kept going a little bit, waiting, hoping for a plow to arrive and rescue me from my toil. And now I'm here. Um, once again, Tim from Ski Rex Media coming at you this week for the brand new, another new uh, podcast, which comes out weekly. If you're interested in viewing or listening to weekly, please subscribe or follow in the way or on the platform, I should say, that you listen or watch, be it YouTube or IGTV for the video version. Subscribe to either of those. Obviously, follow me on Instagram or subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like and share with your friends um, from both as well as Spotify, Buzzsprout, I, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, tons of ways in the description to listen to um, the audio-only version of this podcast. It's the same thing, but you don't get to look at me while I'm doing it, and, I, and you don't get to see me looking at the camera and drinking my non-alcoholic wine, very opry classy. It's just grape juice. I'm sure you all got that joke. Now, as I uh, slurp, that was probably pretty gross, I was trying to decide what to talk about this week. What could I talk about this week? And I could tell you all about shuffling. Obviously, that was in the title. And that was really just to get through the bit. I didn't get a powder day today. Could not get out because I was busy, busy shoveling snow. And my car is not the only car I'm shoveling out. I am doing other cars for other folks. Um, plus, uh, uh, the niece was nearby so we ended up playing in the snow it was only for a couple of minutes but it was enough to keep me distracted um you know a little little family time how's that sound yeah because ski rex media enjoys his family too both his actual honest to god uh blood family and some of my other family and the ski rex media family as well nope I could tell you about all that. I don't know why I said nope. I could tell you about all that stuff, all the shoveling and whatnot, but it was just me shoveling out the near foot of snow we got for this snowstorm. Vermont got pretty good. Not as good as other places, but we got hammered. I'm in the valley with nearly a foot, so the mountains got more. You know, you look at Killington, or um, which is not far from here, 30 miles to the other side. So I'm sure Suicide 6 probably going a little further west from here. They got more. Um, that's actually where it was um, really supposed to hit hard. It was in the western part of the state this time and up in the mountains, obviously, which I am not. I am down in the valley right next to a river. I could throw a rock and hit a river from where I am. Anyway, I could tell you about all the shoveling of that snow, but who cares? Let's talk about something uh, because you did it too. And you have done it, I am sure, no, no matter where you are. Um, actually, funny enough, today being Groundhog Day, uh, February 2nd. Um, obviously, this will be coming out on February 3rd. Um, but on February 2nd here in the U.S., it's Groundhog Day. We have the tradition. The groundhog comes out. Pucks a tawny fill down there in PA. Shout out to the PA contingent um, and that group down there. They hold up the they hold up the critter. And if you know they put him down and or her down, and if they you know it sees the shadow, you get six more weeks of winter. Um, if it doesn't see the shadow, spring comes sooner. Um, how accurate is it? I mean, you'd have to do the math. 
go back throughout time and history and read every last one and uh, see see how accurate the groundhog really is. Um, oddly enough, though, since it is the first week of February, I'm not sure when the actual first day of spring is, but it's probably within six weeks anyway. But the groundhog says we're getting more winter, and I would believe it today because we got a bunch of snow. So there you go. There's my take on shoveling. Right back with a back-to-back take on Groundhog Day. Me and the Groundhog are getting along this year because I'd like to see a little bit more winter. I haven't gotten out in the mountains a lot this year, and I'm but I still got time, according to the Groundhog. Got plenty of time, which is fine with me. I knew that anyway. Now, the main topic, the main thing I was going to talk about, and it, it, it kind of something that dawned on me the other day. Um, what was it? Last Friday, I was at Suicide Six. Decided to get my uh, second Indie Pass day. Shout out to Indie Pass. Two new mountains out in Idaho. Soldier Mountain and one other. I think it begins with a P. I can't remember offhand. Um, they uh, they added two more out there in Idaho to to the Indie Pass. So shout out to Idaho. Shout out to Indie Pass as well for getting two more mountains. That brings them to 59, I believe. 58 or 59. Close to 60 in any case. Like It's edged even closer to 60. So if you buy your Indie Pass early for the two bills, you got tons of options. And especially when this pandemic stuff's over and the travel restrictions are over, you got tons of, tons of options. Right here, I have many, many options all within an hour, then many more within an hour and a half, and then many more two hours, and then all the way down the east, um, down the eastern seaboard, heading south into Carolina and Tennessee, Cataloochee and Obergatlinburg, obviously. So Indie Pass, man, get it. Non-sponsored here, but uh, I have worked with them. I have written about them on their website. My article is linked, so even they shout me out. How cool is that? So Indie Pass, you know, went and got my uh, other day over at Suicide 6, my second day. Really fun day. Um, I still have to uh, do the recap and review of that, which I just realized I didn't do. I, I really am a person who needs to take more notes. Anyhow, went out there, explored the mountain, was getting my poles ready as I'm getting off the lift. I like to, you know, like most people, you know, both poles in one hand, whether you got them across your lap or you're just hanging them or you put them under your leg, whatever it may be. I usually put them across my legs when I can. If I'm riding with other people, obviously I have to come up with something else. And usually I hold them out in front of me, but usually both in one hand. Um, and I was doing that again today, but I had a whole quad chair to myself because that's the times we live in right now. And as I'm putting them in my hands, one of the times I realized I'm gripping them, I'm not using the straps. I have straps on them. Absolutely. So today we're talking about straps or no straps, using straps or not using straps. Kind of a random, kind of a random topic to come up with, but it was a random thought that I had there. And the randomness of the thought came from realizing that I, I, I realized that I have not used my pole straps at all this winter. I have not. I thought back of the days I've gone since I went back to, uh, since I went, uh, started down at Big Snow in October, um, but then I had my ski boards that day, and I don't use straps. I've used my ski boards twice this season, and I, I usually don't use my poles, so I don't. it doesn't matter. I'm using my standard skis, I, uh, or traditional length skis, or whatever you'd like to call them, non-ski boards. I, 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 I remember 
strapping up. Let, let's start there first. Let's start with Tim's memory first. Now, we've talked about it on Ski Rex Media. I've talked about it with members of the Pennsylvania contingent, the Mid-Atlantic contingent, my friends from here in Vermont and other friends from the Midwest and Western and Rockies. I've talked to uh, skiers about this all over the place and snowboarders too. Um, and even hikers when they're using trekking poles. Um, but you know, that's, that's a little different, but we'll stick to the snow stuff. Um, you know, who uses poles? I, you know, who use your poles? When do you use your poles? How do you use your pole straps? You know, this, that, and the other. And we talk about that stuff. And then I was, I've always said, well, I use them. I, I absolutely use them They're They are there. They're attached. I could, you know, just cut them off, get a knife or a pair of scissors, take them off. Not a problem. Very easy. It's just nylon cut right through. It's just nylon webbing. I mean, there might be fancier materials in more expensive poles. My poles are very standard, very basic. Actually, they're a hand-me-down pair. I I did something to my poles. I think I actually lost one is what happened or something like that. Um, and someone said, well, here, I'm getting a new set. Take these. And I said, okay. And I just never... I never upgraded. I never changed them. I just keep using them. You know, that's me. Use it until it dies or until it's lost. Anyway, so I've always used my straps and I've never thought any more beyond the idea of a yard sale. If you fall and you do the yard sale, you're chasing stuff left and right. When I'm using my ski boards, I, they are tethered. I have tethers, one for each ankle. They go on. My ski boards, if they happen to come off while I'm going, I will not lose them. They are attached to my body, um, which may be a positive or negative dependent on the reason why they came off. And then what happens when? If I fall bad enough, having those things whip around my legs might not be a good thing. But I wear a helmet now. That might help. Um, anyway, um, I always use them thinking about that and never thinking further beyond that 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 idea of you know making sure they don't go flying off not just to where i can't find them but if i fall on a busy day and there's people nearby what if they you know what if one shoots out and gets caught between someone's legs takes them down or hits them or you know what causes someone else a problem or i just lose them you know i lose it spill down and then poles are off in the woods and off down the hill and you know who the hell knows where they ended up right right never thought of it beyond that so we've all discussed it um a lot of most people i know don't use them often you know park riders don't use the straps um for their reasons backcountry guys don't wear the straps for their reasons stuff i never thought about and it's all it, it comes down to two things two main things i've come to realize it's personal preference first that seems to be first when people talk about it. Either I like to use them or I don't like to use them. And then it's safety. And there is kind of a third um, because if you use them right, they they will give you more or it's said they will give you more leverage if you're having to push and skate. And, you know, when you have to use your poles, if you're using your straps right, it'll give you more leverage and, you know, that'll help you with you know, it'll help you out when you need it, is my point. But that that always seems very third behind safety you know people's personal preference comes up first safety comes up second and you know i get it it's why the same people the reason people take their baskets off their poles too like when they're riding trees something i never thought about you know you're in the trees you're doing your thing your bottom of your pole gets hooked it pulls your arm if your strap is on and you now have, don't have a shoulder. You have a shoulder. It just doesn't work anymore. And then it has to be popped back in or even surgery. Um, 
you know, if it's bad enough injury, um, tree wells, um, they can definitely, I've been told hinder, you know, I've never dealt with a tree well, at least not one so bad that I couldn't just stand up. You know, I'm not talking like really deep powder. Like I wouldn't even consider it a tree well. I guess technically they'd be a tree wells, but you know, tree wells, when you think about them are the really deep, dangerous, quick, sandy like things where if you go in and you can't get out, you, you suffocate, you know, just like quicksand. Um, but I guess, you know, people have said they become a hindrance. If you can't just bail with them, just toss them. Backcountry guys, similar, you know, similar to a, in an avalanche scenario. This is, again, this is what I've heard. I've never heard and read what I've been told and what I have read because I've never been in an avalanche scenario. I've never been in a tree well scenario. Um, but avalanche, ditch them, and then you could pull the airbag, dig the thing, grab your breather, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? So it really is a safety thing, a personal preference thing and a safety thing. And like I said, beyond that, it's the uh, the technique thing. But that always seems to come last. Um, I I don't know why. You know, I, I you don't when people talk technique in skiing anyway, or at least again, this is what I've noticed. And who the hell knows? Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention maybe uh, you know who knows but you know it's it, when we talk about technique pole technique is not really spoken up any more than when to stick your pole on a turn you know that's it that's all anybody ever seems to talk about it's all i've ever talked about you know hit it turn hit it turn hit it turn you know which i don't even do very well especially now dude i'm not gonna say i'm a great skier i never have i would say that i was technically a type three skier because i could ski anything on the mountain safely but now I'm a type two. I even put it on the little piece of paper when I just got my uh, uh, skis, got the edge and wax done. And um, I'm going to get a little drink here. Pardon me. I'm taking a little drink of my non-alcoholic wine. Ah, delicious. Um, you know, I, I put on the paper, you know, you, you fill it out so they can give you your skis back mostly. Um, I said type two, man. I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not looking to brag and I'm not looking to impress but what I do know is that I know when to plant my pole when I'm turning for the most part. That's it. That's all I've ever heard about pole technique. Never heard about having your straps on correct to use them for better leverage when you push, when you're doing a skate and you're pushing with your poles like across a flat or something like that. I was doing that not too long ago here, a couple weeks ago at Bolton Valley. I'd, I'd never been to the mountain, so I didn't know there were flats coming, so I, I stalled. So I had to, you know, get out there and do it, and, you know, it gave me an entire upper body workout. Perhaps that workout's better if you use your poles correctly with the straps correctly. I actually don't know. I actually don't know. I have no clue. But that's what I, you know, that would be the most I've ever heard. But I don't hear it often. That's something I had to look at, something I had to read about. People talk about pole net technique. It's where to put it. Or, like I said, safety. I don't wear straps because I need them to go. Because it's safer if they are not stuck to me. That's what people say. Again, you get a pole hooked on a tree. It pulls your arm back. You dislocate your shoulder. You separate your shoulder. You break something. Elbow, wrist. You can do all that kind of damage. So, and then park is similar things. Um, safety. You know, it's better to have it eject than to have it on your body and cause you more harm. And, um, 
that makes sense to me. Um, safety, big deal. Big deal in snow sports, man. Safety is a huge deal in snow sports, as we know, because it is dangerous. I was just reading the back of my Suicide 6 ticket. Um, it had been a while since I actually read the back of the ticket. I know what it says. It, you know, every ticket says the same thing. We are not responsible for you dying. That's basically what it says. Um, I know legal speak has to be more specific, but the basic idea is if you get hurt or you die, it's not the mountain's fault because these sports are inherently dangerous. You see that on all the tickets or all the passes or all the RFID cards. Inherently dangerous because it is inherently dangerous. It's not walking down the street, even in the learning center by yourself. It's still dangerous. You can get hurt. Um, you know, and... Uh, um, but yeah, it, it, it is a dangerous sport and sometimes safety. That's what I was talking about. Sorry about that, everyone. I got a little flustered there, but that happens. Feeling a little goofy today. If you are uh, subscribed on my Instagram, you saw the uh, reel that I put up, a little 15-second video where I was feeling really goofy and squirrely um, about today's powder day, which, I, like I said, I was just shoveling in. But safety is a big thing, and, and when it comes to the pole strap, that's what I hear the probably the second most. Definitely personal preference is what you hear about the most because most people just throw it out there. Nah, I use my straps. Nah, I don't use my straps. And that's usually the end of the conversation. I remember using my straps all the time. And this year I have not done it. And I don't know if it's because I have been talking about uh, since probably last season and this season, talking about people who use their straps or don't use their straps or cut them off. Or if you have a pair where you can remove them, some poles, they, they are set up so you can just pull them off. Whether you need a screwdriver to do it or it just has like a, a release, like, like, like a breakaway or something, um, is dependent on, your, on, on the manuf manufacturer you choose. But... Um, some people take them off. Some people leave them on. And like I said, I was like, ah, I leave mine on. I use them all the time. Haven't used them once. Have not used them once. And the thing is, is I'm fine with that. Like, even when I fell at Bolton Valley, man, my poles didn't go flying. I mean, it was a powdery day that day, too. So if I did drop one, it was just going to sink in, you know, and I just got to pull it out. It's not going anywhere um, unless I go, you know, really flail and send it off into space somewhere. That's could happen <laughs> yeah i've seen stuff like that happen happened to a friend of mine once actually um it uh happened and uh yeah we had to clean up his skis his poles his hat a couple other things it was it was a pretty good yard sale i'm not gonna lie so poles what do i suggest again i stick with personal preference um but with that make sure you know like if you're going into the park or if you're going into the backcountry, if you're going into the trees, check out. Just do a little research because I'm not going to tell you which is right because I have not experienced the, the con. If you look up the pros and cons of using ski pole straps, using pole straps, look up the pros and cons and then tailor what you do to, you know, what you are doing. If you hit trees all the time, maybe it's better to not use the poles and, you know, read about that and see if you agree or if you out and out disagree and say, no, that's not even a thing. That's cool, too. I'm not professional. I'm not. I've never claimed to be. And I'm not going to claim to know what I'm talking about when it comes to the pole straps because I never thought about it until like the last couple of days. So do what you want. 
Read into it, though. Always good to do research. Always good to educate yourself. Mind is a terrible thing to waste. We know that. Um, feed your mind. Educate yourself. Read stuff. Watch stuff. Listen to stuff. So many ways to use technology to learn things these days. Learn about your pole straps. There's more going on there than just a piece of nylon hanging off your pole that you flip around your wrist. So much more going on. Check that out. Decide what you want to do. Let me know what you do. Let me know what you think is best. Let me know what you know if you are a pro. If you are watching this and you literally are a pro and you know this is when to do it, this is when to not, and this is what I would suggest because I do know what I'm talking about. If that's you saying that, let me know, and you can do so in the comments here. You can do so on comments on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. The social media accounts follow Ski Rex Media. You can go to the website skirexmedia.com. There is the email link there, which is also in the description. There's also a contact form. Yes, kids when i start talking about this stuff it's clearly the end of the episode and i got a lot more time out of pole straps than i realized and when i'm saying pole straps i'm not talking about stripper poles kids let's keep it clean there are teens and tweens i have come to learn that listen to this program we're keeping it clean the best we can and there were no swear words in this episode i don't think which doesn't happen often usually only during the interviews which we gotta try and get more of those and i'm still working on some technical aspects i know i've been working on it for months Believe me, I'm not a tech guru, but we'll figure it out. Then we'll get more people on the old, uh, the old program. What do you say about that? Follow, subscribe, hit the like button everywhere that you can. Subscribe everywhere you can or want to. Follow social media and everything else anywhere you want to. Subscribe to the website itself. There will be changes coming around to that. Subscribe to Patreon. We just had a brand new uh, uh, Patreon supporter jump in in the old Patreon uh, page, which is also linked in the description. Paul Tully, he's a, uh, one of the fans over from over on Twitter and maybe Instagram as well. I cannot remember, but definitely on Twitter. So thank you, Tully, for that. I do appreciate it. Everybody else gets in on it. We can get this to be a more profitable thing. And if this is more profitable, that means it's more legitimate. That may sound kind of stupid, but think about it. I think it's right. Tim from Ski Rex Media here, hoping you have a good week, hoping you can enjoy some of this powder snow out there or get out there even right after that. We still have plenty of winter to go. Get out there if you can. I'll see you out there when I can. And um, have a good day, good evening, good morning, depending on when you listen to this, and the rest, good rest of your week. And uh, happy Wednesday, happy hump day, because that's when this comes out in Wednesday mornings. So I will see you out there. Kids, have a good one. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, link, like, subscribe, follow, and share it with your friends. Tell your friends. That's the best way to grow anything. Word of mouth. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy those days out there on those ski snowboards or whatever snow sport you participate in. I will see you out there later. Peace.